0: Hello Breakthrough listeners, it's time to embark on your journey towards mastering the infinite banking concept. Ascendant Financial is Canada's gold standard for guiding you every step of the way on your journey of becoming your own banker. Visit mybankersvault.com to purchase our show-stopping package and receive your free wealth accelerator. More money, more control, and fewer taxes await you. Discover the advantages of having ready access to money on demand precisely when you need it, to seize high-caliber opportunities with confidence, and to watch your wealth soar. Visit mybankersvault.com. Again, that's mybankersvault.com. Tired of the nine to five? Tired of only dreaming about the things you want to do? Want to have more time for your family? More time for you? More time for you? This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we interview qualified guests in the real estate industry all across Canada. We want you to live life on your terms, and we want to help you break through to that life through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. Now your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Glad you could join us again today. Super excited, as usual, to talk to our guest. And We've got some great uh, real estate knowledge and tips and tools coming up. And uh, just really excited to get back to that. And as well, of course, as usual, Sandy McKay's here with me. How's it going, Sandy?
2: Hey, Rob. I'm uh, phenomenal. Excited to have another great show. And uh, we are pumped up for the the fall real estate market and all the stuff that's going to come with that Opportunities I, I, I sense, and uh, as we get more into the winter, and you know, all sorts of fun.
1: What's the uh, short-term outlook?
2: Uh, you put me on the spot for that one. Eh? <laughs> um, the crystal ball moments. Uh, you know yeah. what? We'll know, when, uh by the time this sh- uh, show comes out, we'll be just just before, I suppose, just before uh, that potential like rate hike again that I think people are mm-hmm. talking about, which is which is probably. It depends how much uh, fear mongering happens in the media, but it's probably not a real major impact on most people because you've had, however many already. What have we had ten or ten or so in the last year and a half, two years? So it's like going to have a small effects, like dollars and cents wise, pretty small effects when you put that into perspective. Just depends on how much fear they put out there, and uh, I, I would sense there'll be a little bit of that, a little bit, a little bit of extra fear around it. People will sense maybe there's more decline or more decline in pricing and you know that sort of thing which just depends how you want to look at that and and how you set yourself up because that can be challenging in a lot of ways and also opportunistic uh right so i think there's i think there's a a little bit of challenges ahead for sure i think there's a lot of uh people hanging on here for and economy is still lingering on uh with the pretty you know being pretty slow so i think (laughs) I think we're in this type of environment for a little while still, probably through the winter. And,
1: yeah, I think. Uh, I, I spoke to a few people that anticipate sort of an uptick, you know, once things are, once summer's over, mm-hmm. people are back in school and that, you know, that's usually when people come back out of the woodwork and start to, you know, go, oh yeah, I'm an investor. I, I forgot for the summer. And mm-hmm. now, now I'm back to like trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. Right. Mm-hmm. So I
0: mean,
2: the one thing that, that's happened in a lot of the um, residential uh, investment space was, you know, the rents were just the, the, because in Ontario, especially where you can't just up the rents and there's rent control. Right. So the interest rates had hiked so fast and people's expenses on just mortgage and interest has gone up so quickly. The, the ability to recapture any of that through rents and rental increases has not really been there yet. Right. But now, start to see some turnover as just just natural turnover in rentals and you can you can now readjust and get that higher rent that's definitely helping some people so i think that's something that's been i mean i see that in my personal portfolio that's something that's been you know you've been dying for some people to move out so we can up those rents and start to recapture some of that uh extra interest that we're paying yeah and i think that's that's certainly i feel the i feel that that's saving in a way saving uh, and I think that's probably something happening out there pretty regularly. So that's I think that's something that people don't think about too much. That will help uh, help save some of these investors that feel like they're really struggling to keep up with their payments, or they're, they've maybe gone mm. to a negative cash flow on their properties where they've never experienced that before. Uh, I, I think that's going to save a lot of people, and we're not going to have quite as big of a uh, sell off as some people are hoping for or anticipating. So if you have a yeah.
1: cousin, Sal or uncle Vinny or something like that, maybe you want to get them, get them out working for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Sometimes. Can or, or a
1: nicely worded letter, you know, yeah. that can work too.
2: I mean, um, we had, we had, uh, we had one of our properties, a quick, quick story. One of our properties, a single family property uh, that we've had for a long time, but the, the, the tenants, um, you know, the tenants was, Gosh, they're paying like uh, so they're paying somewhere around fifteen or sixteen hundred a month, uh, and we just negotiated something with them to for them to start paying twenty five hundred a month, and that was just because you know we were we we just went to them and communicated about all the different issues that we're having and things like that, and and they know they've been there for multiple years, mm-hmm. and if we were to ever and we were actually debating selling it, that's what brought this conversation up, and. We, we just told them, you know, if we sell this property, it's a single family home. The odds of a uh, 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 end user buyer buying this and wanting to move in are pretty high. And you're probably going to end up in, you know, looking for another place. And mm-hmm. I'm not, we're going to be able to find you another place at that rate. You're going to pay significantly more. And as we started talking about that, like we truly were selling it. We weren't using this as a. As a well, I mean, property.
1: when it comes down to, especially in this climate, I mean, we're we're at the point where we have had to have those conversations too and you know still kind of awaiting for the most part on 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 the other end of a lot of the conversations still waiting for answers and you know back and forth and that kind of stuff um but you know it's gotten to the point where some of our places are are right on sort of uh just a like a, a almost a negative cash flow yeah you know and so that's kind of rough. And it's something that a position that we've never been in before. Uh, so, you know, you got to have those conversations and see, because really it is down to the point where it's like, okay, well, you know, obviously over time things turn around, but you know, is it time to sell this place if, or is it time to have the conversations like you were talking about with the tenants and see if that we can sort of improve the situation?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not, not very good for them. if someone else moves in for sure. They get displaced. Uh, And uh, in this example, we, we, we negotiated something that works and ultimately we ended up keeping the property um, for a few reasons, but that certainly helped the fact that they're willing to pay more and the rental market is not, not easy. Right. I look at the, some of the rental uh, uh, people looking for rentals in Toronto area, anywhere in the GTA, it's extremely competitive extremely competitive because so many, as always happens, right? As uh, property values decline, rental uh, rates go up and it becomes more demand in rentals. And that's not a fun place for people to be in. And you're going to end up not only paying more, you're going to have a hard time finding a place that you even can get into and pay more. So nobody wants that. So it's it start. I'm starting to see more of that, though. I'm starting to see a lot more. Like rental rates certainly are, are going up in a lot of areas based on that. But uh, I'm starting to see more examples of, of scenarios like that where tenants are agreeing to pay more just to stay because it's it's no fun going and finding any, a new place. Mm. And that's helping the landlords hang on sometimes and not sell and uh, and and maybe avoid being forced to sell if they were into a, a really big negative cash flowing state, which which there are plenty of people I know that are significantly negative cash flow where they might've been neutral or positive uh, two years ago.
1: Well, if people do end up, you know, selling to get out of that kind of a situation, I recommend coming here where there are lots of rentals available right now uh, and checking out Costa Rica and seeing if there might be an opportunity for you to invest down here.
2: Right. Right. It's not a but a bad alternative.
1: Yeah, it's not bad.
2: For sure, if the new whatever this there's, there's a lot, there's a little I don't even want to say the word, but the C word stuff happening again. If anything like that happens, I'm calling you because uh I gotta I don't know. I don't know if I'm in for that one again.
1: Well I it's it's coming. Yeah. Um yeah, I was just gonna oh I don't know. Yeah, after that, man, yeah, come down. I mean, you're gonna have to everyone's gonna have to find somewhere to uh to some place to get away for a little bit, I think. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that.
2: So uh five stars, um, you know, all the typical stuff. We skipped all over all over our whole intro here.
1: We did. You know what to do. Go give us five stars and go to our website and go to iTunes and review and tell us who you want to hear on the show and all that stuff. Yeah. There you go. Uh,
2: break uh, break right at podcast.ca. If you want yeah. to pick up our free gift, the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. Uh, you can also go find, of course, all of our past episodes, um, including the guest we have on today, a, a two timer here now with us and, uh, go pick up, uh, some history on, uh, on where he's been back then and where he is now. You'll, you'll learn here in a few minutes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Dan McMullen back with us. We spoke to you about a year ago. You've got some exciting stuff going on and different ways for um, investors to engage with you now. So we're excited to have you back on and chat again. Thanks for coming.
3: Yeah, so good. So good to be here, guys. Um, Awesome. Just sitting back and listening to sort of the recap there and uh, definitely some uh, some wise individuals here giving us some uh, breakdown. So well done there.
2: Let's uh, intro you with uh, a little bio. Uh, For those who have not listened to uh, our previous episode with you on, um, Dan McMullen lives in Whitby, Ontario, just outside of Toronto, with his wife and three kids. He's a high school teacher in Markham, Ontario, not far away from Whitby there. And alongside his teaching career, Dan has recently become a life insurance advisor and will be continuing to serve people just in a little bit of a different fashion with that. He's got a passion for real estate investing, he's been active since 2019. Primarily focusing on student rentals in and around the Peterborough, Ontario area. And uh, contributes much of his success to collaboration and networking with like-minded investors. And I know uh, there's lots more fun stuff to add to that as we continue on in the show. But uh, yeah, really excited to have you on here and um, and see what's new.
1: And Dan, um, I mean, we'll get into this in a little bit. Not right now, but I mean, him and I have worked together before Sandy, and uh, he done some really creative stuff with uh, a couple, like with the uh, layouts of some of his student rentals and stuff. And we probably talked about that last time, but I'd like to just touch on that again in a bit. But thanks for coming back on, man. Um, yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks, Andy. You, you know, just tell us a little bit about your uh, real estate journey so far. You can pick up wherever you want if you want to, you know, go since we talked to you last, or a little bit before that. It would be good too. Yeah, probably a little recap. So
3: 2019 uh, journey began, knew I wanted to get into the, the market somehow, some way. And, uh, and I had uh, a mentor, um, who was already working with you, Rob, and who had already been in the space. And uh, I just really a copycat formula. So just started doing what he did. So he had a template up in Peterborough. Um and I copied that template almost to a T. So eight bedroom student rental, um, high quality houses, and um, we were able to buy a single family home and do the conversion. And um, some cool things that we did in there was we you know converted a cavity in the garage. Um, you know it was an 18 foot garage, so we were able to utilize that space up above, put a beam in, uh, engineer beam. And, um, yeah, really creative with the layout to fit more bedrooms in the property in order to have a higher cash flowing property. Uh, so it worked out very well.
1: Can I just ask you whose idea was that in the garage? I, I don't recall. It might've been, it might've been, it It might've it
3: might've been, no, I
1: I don't think it was me. I remember hearing about that and just being like, wow, that's a, what a great idea, you know? <clears throat> I I can remember opening the door and looking up
3: in that in that space. And you're always whenever we're going through. Like I remember the day we we walked. It was August of 2019, and we were up looking at multiple places. And and what we do, Rob, we, you, you do as well with us, is we just walk in um, and we start visualizing where we can put different bedrooms and how it can all work. So um, some houses some houses have a better layout than others in order to to do this. But um, what we're primarily looking for is multiple bedrooms. with with multiple common spaces and then perhaps an opportunity to have a kitchenette in the basement. So um, Mm. for an eight bedroom, it's very, very comfortable for those students.
1: I just, I want want to dig into that just a little bit more because how many bedrooms did that place have when you bought it? Yeah. It it was a four bedroom. Right. So you added four bedrooms. And so was there, how many were upstairs? It was a two up, two down.
3: It was actually Two two down. It was an illegal du- duplex at the time. So actually, it was a duplex that wasn't registered. So we, we were taking a problem off of somebody else's hands. So we saw the opportunity to do that, uh, Worked with the city in order to make it comply. But yeah, it was a two up, two down. Uh, we converted a dining room to a bedroom. We converted a living room to a bedroom and we converted a garage to a bedroom. Uh, And all three of those are
1: upstairs. Yeah, correct. And, but it doesn't feel cramped. It's not like when, when you hear this, like Sandy, you might go, oh man, you took away the dining room. You took away, you know, part of the living room, but it, it still has plenty of space, you know, and it worked out really, really well. I was very, very impressed with that layout. That's just what I wanted to say about that. Cause you know, just, uh, seeing, the design and what it turned out to be afterwards is incredible. Like there's still so much room in there. Like a parent's not going to go in with their kid and go, Oh, this is just like, they just took every room and just turned it into you know, a box where people can come in and just go to their rooms. It still feels like very much like a regular house. And you're right. We're, we're selling these houses to the parents. The parents
3: come and they walk through immediately when you're doing the the walkthroughs with the students, they're and their parents and saying, look at this. So you're definitely in order to get the higher rents, you're having to sell the parents. So having those nice common spaces, the kitchenettes, multiple fridges, maybe in the, um, in the house, um, allows to get the best students with the best rent.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to touch on that soon, but we can continue on with like all the other stuff that you've been doing as well. No, let's I'm open book. Let's go. Happy to happy to chat at all.
2: Guys, what, what, have we, what has happened in that? I'm curious myself in the kind of student landscape. Um, we haven't talked, I don't think a whole lot about that since like, um, you know, the, the lockdown and all that stuff and how that, you know, maybe changed some things around. Or as the rental rates increased a lot, like, is there still high demand? Is there anything that's changed a lot in that?
3: Massive event um, and rents are going through the roof. I think what, and this is my own opinion, but I think my, what have happened was this. I think when we saw that real estate pop um, over COVID, my suspicions is that maybe some a longtime landlords uh, ended up selling off their assets and taking a big profit at that point in time. And that left a lot of students um, you know, without properties in order to rent. So those of us who did have properties were acquiring them at that time, um, we were able to have multiple people walking through, uh, picking the best, uh, possible students and then having the, the best possible rent. Like we're, we're upwards of, we're over 800 for some of our, our, our bedrooms right now. Um, and I'm hearing, I'm even hearing of other towns in sort of London in Hamilton where, um, you know, a thousand dollars a month is not, uh, is not, a, is not farfetched.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So myself, my student rentals are in Peterborough exclusively, just because of how great the the uh landscape is for it there and what they allow. And I've got a 10 bed and a six bed there. And um and in that, yeah, like in we're getting really great rents in both of them. Um I've got one room for nine, like one of my rooms is getting nine fifty, you know it's it's pretty it's a pretty great market for that kind of thing and lots of good opportunities and the city really does make it easy to work at, work there
3: so and that's why we chosen Peterborough because it's you know you're able to get the large dwelling license everything is approved you know walking through with the fire department you know everything checks the boxes of of safe and 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 up to date and you know being a teacher and, and just a family guy uh, that that makes me sleep well at night that I have that, uh, that license and even dealing with, with the neighbors, the neighbors have been great, but even if they were to question what's going on there, you say, you know what, listen, the city, the bylaws, everything is, is on the up and up and everyone's agreement with what's going on. What,
2: and, um, what attracted you originally to the student rental, uh, that, that, that style of investments? Um. I don't think it would be that you're a teacher. I don't think that would matter much. would it?
3: (laughs) No. Well, I think for some people it definitely does because we are comfortable in dealing with that demographic. Like I teach grade 12s and, you know, the next year they're going into university. So it's, it's very much the ability to communicate with that, um, with that group. So not that I'm like, I, I, I never rent to my students or anything like that. It's all completely separate, but yeah, I definitely have a rapport with that age group Um, but I would say with the student, honestly, I think I just lucked into it because I had, I knew somebody who was already doing it. And it happened to be student rentals. I think if I had had a mentor who was doing uh, a duplex or a triplex or some other form of of real estate, I might've done that Mm -hmm. because I, you know, I, I love this expression, but boring people's confidence. I was able to borrow his confidence, Rob's confidence at the time, um, and just say, Hey, this is what these guys are into. And Rob, we actually walked one of your student rentals, um, during that visit up to Peterborough. And so I just saw how excited everyone was. And I was like, this is, this is a good fit. I, I can do this. I can visualize myself doing it.
2: Especially early on, like, especially for the first one. I mean, boring that confidence can be a huge, huge, huge thing to just get you over the hump. Right. And then, and then get momentum going and then go from there. Uh, cool.
3: Yeah. And that's where I would advise anybody who's looking, you know, who's, who's new and listening to this podcast and looking to get in is, is reach out to the, maybe former guests, reach out to Sandy or Rob and, and they'll point you in the right direction on, on maybe who is a good mentor or who can help you, um, you know, get into your first one and, and get the systems and the framework set up. Uh, so it's very, very smooth. And, and once you have that, you're going to make less mistakes because people have made mistakes prior in the past that you don't have to make.
1: And I guess since we're talking about it, I'll do a shameless plug and just say James is still there, you know, helping people buy student rentals and, and cash flowing duplexes in Peterborough. So if anyone hears this and they're interested in learning more, we're doing tours every once in a while now still. And uh, I think once a month he's doing the tours and uh, going around and just like like you said, right, usually we'll walk through one that somebody's already already uh, either either they're in the process of converting to a legal duplex or to a legal student rental. Right. And they'll show us everything that they're doing. And, uh, and then we'll go to places that can work for doing the same thing. So that's a good opportunity for anyone listening. And I'll second that on, on James. He was great, Rob. So you did, you were uh agent on w-
3: agent with us for our first one. And then um, James took over for the next two under your guidance, but he was fantastic. Um, you know, just, just seeing the, seeing our vision working with us. So we were, we were extremely happy and I've had the pleasure of uh, playing some golf with him and just getting to know him on a personal level. So definitely uh, reach out.
1: I'll send you that e-transfer once we're done here on yeah. the show. Four <laughs> figures, Rob, four figures, please. <laughs> Um, okay. And then like from there, what have you been doing since then? Yeah. So it just really, um, you know what I
3: gained a lot of confidence, uh, from that real estate piece because what that did was say, Hey, I, I, I did that. And then the, I started asking question, you started ask questions, what else can I do? And, uh, you know, I started dabbling with the stock option trading. So I did that over COVID, um, that was great. I made a lot of contacts there. So from those contacts and networking, um, I established a, a mastermind group called, uh, cashflow crew and, uh, we have monthly meetings and, um, you know, the, the, idea with that is that we have different topics. We brought, bring on different experts, uh, Rob, we've had you on and just, you know, it, it's a learning platform and a networking platform and we can work with each other, uh, help each other learn together um, and it's been a real success. I'm really enjoying that to hosting that every month.
1: Is there some? and
3: then double down. Oh, go
1: ahead. Is there, yeah. some, is there like a prerequisite to get into the group or how does that work? I know a lot of masterminds. Some of them have like, a, Nope, just send okay. it. No, just, you know, getting, getting contact with me
3: through my various uh, platforms, uh, which will be on the show notes and just, just reach out and say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a complete rookie or I'm, I want to learn. I want to sit and listen. So it's a very just casual. We have um, we have advanced investors and we have brand new people coming in who just want to sit and listen. And the idea is that we learn and grow together. So okay. um, yeah, please, please reach out. And we do it Zoom um, just because it makes it really, really easy on evenings, on weeknights, people coming in, they work hard, they put the kids to bed and then they jump on. a Zoom, We jump on a Zoom call we have a, a WhatsApp chat. We have an email um, list. So you know, it really is just a, a way to, to collaborate
2: and learn. Very cool. And no four no four figure checks needed. Even better. There is
1: there
3: there is none of that. No no just uh, very straight and narrow.
2: You know, I I I, uh, I really heard you when you said uh, I got you know, it gave me a lot of confidence to. Uh, uh, when you started that, that, took that leap to invest. And I, I think I was thinking back when he said that, I said that, I, you know, I, I kind of had a similar thing. When I first, that first leap you take into investing in real estate can be a big life change in a lot of ways, not only like just investing, but it can gain, you can gain confidence in all areas of life, sometimes through moments like that. Uh, and I was thinking about your um like you have a comfortable job right you're being a teacher you have uh, a healthy salary and pension and, and a whole bunch of good benefits there uh and i think especially people that are like that which is majority of not majority but plenty of canadians are in that same position and it's that first like step into some version of investments or entrepreneurship and and that's a big hurdle to overcome, but making that first leap is super uh, beneficial in terms of your self belief and confidence. And um, how can you talk to us a bit about that a little more deeper? Like, how how did, were you able to do that? But then also, how has that affected you? Because now you're you're going into the life insurance space. You're doing a few other things. How has that progression played out for you?
3: Yeah, I think it it stems back from we have a real amazing opportunity from being uh, being a teacher. So we do have. Uh, a fixed salary. We do have pension. We have a lot of things where we have security. So why not go out and, and expand and, and buy some real estate or, or do more, um, in order to like, ha- like in order to continue to grow. So what I find and, and, um, a reason I actually, and The reason I started our newest adventure uh, co-host, we launched a podcast called Beyond the Bell, Lifestyle Design for Canadian Teachers, and I co-host that with Anuja Pereira. The reason I did that was there are so many teachers, or even it could be government workers, who... They, they turn their brain off when it comes to finance. Once they get their job, they're thinking, oh, I have a salary. I have a pension. I don't need to be financially literate or I don't need to worry about my finances because I have that coming in. So what Anuj and I, with our podcast, what we identified is, you know what? People do need to worry about this. They do need to, you know, their salaries. What happens if they they go on leave or what happens if things change or what happens if inflation really happens and our pensions are not as secure. So if you don't have, you have no backup or you have no options if you're not doing more. So part of um, the podcast and the reason for doing that was to teach people that they have options or teach people different uh, spaces that they could get into. So that was really, really important um, in that sense. And I think that really drove me to the life insurance piece and, um, I become a life insurance advisor. I'm working uh, for a company called Return on Life, uh founded by Peter Lount and really excited just to kind of help people in a different fashion. So I'm a teacher by by heart and I maybe I'm, I I want to start teaching, you know, uh wealth or um you know, insurance and in, uh, Instead of say basketballs or volleyballs at some point in time, so um, having options, I think, is really, really important for for these uh, fixed income earners and pensioners.
2: Makes sense. That's great, and um, and I might as well plug it now because we were talking about it before the show. But you are going to come out and hang out with us. Uh, Peter's uh, one of our guests, and 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 a couple others around the life insurance space and how to utilize that. That's up at one of our upcoming uh, bond investment club meetups uh, September. 20th, so I know we're going to see you there. Looking forward. Yeah, to that.
3: really excited to be there. Really excited to collaborate with your your community and network, and you know just to try and spread the word as as far as how um, life insurance is more than just a, an end of life uh, piece. It actually has so many living benefits. Um, we can you know has some tax advantages. Uh, you can uh, borrow against these life insurance policies in order to fund more real estate deals. So just trying to spread the word on, um, on, on, on how this operates, I'm really excited. I'm actually a student now in the Nelson Nash uh, Infinite Banking Practitioners Program, so I'm I'm actually in that to get my certification to be an IBC uh, practitioner, so I can actually, you know, just really make sure that I can instill confidence into my clients that I'm I'm doing and and running these policies properly because they really do need to be set up in a proper way in order to be utilized uh, the way they should.
1: And you've been doing that for a few years now, right? Like you've been utilizing it yourself before you got into it on the, on the broker side.
3: Yeah. It came across Mm -hmm. my, uh, it came to my attention back in 2019 and I was just so uh, focused on the student rental at that time. I, I, I kind of shelved it for six months. And then I read the book um, Nelson Nash becoming your own banker. And again, I was, I was lucky at the time because I had a mentor in that space. So Peter Lount, who I'm now working, collaborating with, working with, he was that guy. So it just, from knowing him and trusting him, I got, I got really lucky um, because now I've been doing it. I, I you know, some of my policies are approaching the five year mark and to see them, to see them grow and to see them work and to see what they're doing is, is just so exciting. And it's, you know, I think we talk about real estate over time, real estate is such a powerful asset and it just, that's what it really takes. It takes time. It takes patience. And, and going back to what you guys were talking about at the start of the show, you know, we might be in a we might be in a time right now where it is not, you know, it isn't the greatest when it comes to the rising rates and, and whatnot. But if we can be patient and we can weather the storm and we can just let time go by, we're gonna come out winning at the end. It's gonna be slow and steady, but we will win.
1: So let's talk about let's talk about that a little bit. Um as far as like hanging on or, or persevering, I guess. What are some of the challenges that you've had? over the over the years well i wouldn't say i'm gonna i'm gonna
3: um i'm gonna back it up a bit I, I wouldn't say it's hanging on but i think the biggest challenge that i was reflecting on on this question uh the biggest challenge was getting my wife on board back in 2019 i think okay. a lot of people that you a lot of couples you have one couple who gets really really excited about something and then you get the other couple who Who's saying "Whoa, whoa we'll pump the brakes and a lot of it has to do with how we're brought up and how we're raised in our you know and in, in our families on on what everyone thinks about money and how money works whether mm-hmm. this is scarcity or whether it's abundance or whether you should pay cash for everything or whether you should leverage so back when i had this idea back in 2019 my wife really wasn't on board she was she was scared she didn't understand i was all excited um and i think uh, wh- how i was able to overcome this challenge was I was able I, I did the work. I listened to podcasts. Actually your guys, your podcasts were the first podcast I listened to um, getting in. And I, I listened to podcasts. She saw the stack of books that I had, um, you know, all the traditional ones, Think and Grow Rich and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And she saw that I was doing the the work. And over time as as I was doing the work, she was gaining confidence that I knew what I was doing. And then I was had phone calls with people, so that was a real big, big challenge in order to to get comfortable. Because what I would say the next challenge with all this is, you know, when when you're setting up these rentals or you're or you're becoming an investor, you often have a, a a day job. You know, I'm I'm a teacher. I have a, a parent of of three beautiful children. Like I'm busy, but I know the importance of investing. I know the importance of real estate. I know the importance of insurance. So I need to make time, find time in order to to go up to the properties in order to find the great renters or service the properties that need be. So I would say those things, getting my partner on, on board and finding the time um, in order to, to do this properly. Cause I think, you know, real estate can be done not properly where you're not giving it the attention you need. But I think if you give it the attention that you need or investing in general, you give it the attention it needs um, you will succeed.
1: Yeah. Like I was never settled at my job. Um, you know, I had an okay job, I guess, but I was never really settled that I always like going, nah, something doesn't feel right. I need to find something else. Right. And, uh, and like trying a whole bunch of things. And that was always the case with my wife. She would usually say, no, Rob, you're not like, that doesn't work for the family or, you know, think about, think about how this actually fits in what you're, what you're, what, whatever other way I'm trying to, uh, open a business or whatever it was. Um, but then when, when real estate came along, it was quite the same. It was like, she would ask me questions. And when I had the answers that made her confidence grow. Right. And eventually it was like, okay, you seem to actually, you know, be learning and understanding and know what you're talking about a little bit. And that got her on board. So yeah, similar, similar story, probably for a lot of people.
2: It was, uh, those partners sometimes get in the way for sure. I think that's uh, I think that 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 story you said, both of you you know that's that's such a common storyline, right? And, uh, Well, it is.
1: It's right. Like one person, like no matter what it is, for the most part, you're you're able to learn individually, not necessarily together at first. I think, and then all of a sudden, once the wife or or husband or whoever it is gets on board then you kind of do start to learn together and it becomes something that you talk about together and, and you, and you continue on together. Right. But at first one person has to know and then the other person and then share with that person. Yeah, And it's building uh, out the team, you know, it's building out your, your team as well. And that's one thing
3: that I, I forgot to mention. Yeah. It's the podcast and yeah, it's the, you know, it's the the reading, but it's also building out that that team of people. So it's the it's the realtors like you guys, it's your mortgage a- agents, it's your, you know, uh, property managers, and and then proving to your wife or partner or whoever saying, hey, I, I've I've done the work, uh, I've been reading, and I also have this amazing team around me, uh,
2: and here it is, and let's move forward. So, yeah, that great point. The team you know, those are the two of the most foundational things, right? Get, build up your own knowledge base, understand what you're doing, learn, got to take action though. And having a team around you or a mentor or someone to, like you said earlier, right? Get share, um, borrow confidence from when you have those two things in place, it's time to get into action, time to, time to move. And so I, I'm so glad to hear that you've done that and keep doing that. What What is your future looking like right now? What are you planning on, uh, in the near term or what are you working on right now?
3: Yeah, I think um, near-term, identity. definitely, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm really excited about the podcast. Uh, working with the new has been fantastic, and uh, it, we're definitely getting positive feedback, and I feel like I'm really helping the, the teacher community. Um, so we're, we're, we're looking at doing, you know, just doing a lot more episodes. We're over, over 10 now and continuing with that. Um, the life insurance, I'm really excited about helping people um, with their – wealth accumulation, are di- different strategies, uh, working with peer allowance has been amazing. So I'm, I'm really excited to get out to, uh, the investor club, Sandy, and just sort of continue with that. And as far as in a personal, uh, sort of a zero to five, um, I really like, you know, some people are saying, well, are you going to leave teaching now that you're, you know, you're a life insurance advisor. And my response, I guess, is I like to have options. So now I don't, you know, I can continue doing everything until I, 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 my energy changes. And if I'm really excited about uh, teaching in the school environment, awesome. I'll continue to do that. If I'm really energized about the life insurance and the podcasting, I'll go and do that. So, you know, one, one tip of advice I want, I think I want everyone to have is like, is give yourself options, start working away at little side hustles or little projects while you're working at your day job that will give you options later on.
1: Very good. One love thing that's
3: it. really tough for me to watch is some, you know, yeah, you know, is, is one thing is, is really tough is, is watching some people later on in their careers who are hanging on to, to get their pension or there's hanging on for the last five years. That that's devastating. It, it makes me, it makes me so sad to think, oh, you're going to work five years of a very important life in order to get a pension. Well, well, what happens if you had options and that you could change? So that's something that really motivates me and fires me up is, is educating people to have those options.
1: Yeah. It's one thing, I guess, to have that security, but the other thing about that security is uh, you know, uh, or the, or that type of job is sometimes like you're saying, maybe it's not, maybe, maybe your life changes, maybe you're wanting something more and then, you know, after a little while, you're just sort of struggling to get through the day. Well, like, here's another example, Rob, like, I admire what you've
3: done. Like you, have you, you had a very successful thing still going on here in Ontario, but you, you pivoted and, um, you know, and I, I saw you do that. And I, I want to be in the position where I might be able to pivot too at, at some point in time. Um, and in, you know, being a, being a, a high school, it's, teacher it's hard to pivot and work remotely or do different things so maybe in the next zero to five years or whenever i, I also want to pivot and and relocate uh or i want to be more remote where i can i can be snowboarding at west uh but still working in the evenings uh from my laptop where i can be teaching in a different fashion or i can be down south uh during some winter or month. So, these are all sort of lifestyle design. And we talk about this in my podcast is, you know, is really being intentional with your lifestyle design. Um, because I think it's just that is what's going to make you energized and happy um, in your life, as opposed to maybe having a salary and pension. Like it really is a lifestyle that you need to create.
2: Yeah, it's so, uh, so important. You know, I've talked to, I, I've, I've never, I haven't thought too deep on this because I've never, I've never personally had the thought that I would have, I've never had an option of a pension or thought about having a pension or anything like that. But when I, I've dealt with many clients that are in that scenario or, or, or other people that have come across where they're, they're not going to do something because they have five years left in their pension or three years left. And so they're like, well, I, I would do that, but I gotta, I gotta hang on tight for the next few years. Right. And, and it, it, like three years or five years or two, one year, or six months. I mean, that's a lot, long time really. Like how many other things, could you be enjoying? Could you be a part of? Could you be working for? Or even it? just Inside building, building. Like, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a really great and, topic, today, Lifestyle design. but I love the name Beyond the Bell. First of all, yeah. But, uh, Lifestyle Me design. Too. I was
1: going to say that. You stole my. You stole my line. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh Very very kind, guys. Yeah, but that's the thing is, as you're like when you're like, let's say you're age like forty eight to fifty five, like those are such like the there's no guarantees after 55 years old. There's no guarantees after 48, like you might be hanging on. And then, you know, like you really need to start thinking about your lifestyle, like, like immediately, like, even if you're in your twenties, start thinking about your lifestyle because there's so many, we have stories of people retiring and then they're, they're dead at 57 and they, they literally hung on for those five or seven years. And it's, that's heartbreaking to see. So my whole philosophy is like, okay. I'm going to take advantage of my working years while I have um, a fixed income, and I have a salary, and I have a pension. How many assets can I collect? How many how many houses that um, can I collect over my working years? How many insurance policies am I able to you know safely get into my system um, in order to in order to grow? So, you know, when uh, th- these things could be my pension. Maybe my pension is my real estate. Maybe my pension is my life insurance policies. And I will still have my teaching pension. So I'm literally just giving myself lots and lots of options in order to live the lifestyle that I I choose and not someone else. I don't want someone to tell me when I can retire. I don't want someone to be like, okay, you can retire at 55. How about I tell you when I want to retire? Because this is my, my life. And that's the option that I want. And sure, I might be leaving money on the table, but maybe I get to the point where I'm not worrying about $400 a month that i wouldn't get on a full pension maybe i take my pension early so it's these kind of conversations that i think we need to have um and that's really why i'm doing the, the podcasting and the life insurance planning uh in order to give back and and, give. and how
2: much how much better do you show up as a teacher when you don't need to be there but you're there because it's like yeah i i just love doing this like how much more of an impact can you have on on students and everyone right so it comes full circle
3: Cindy, that's a really good point. Like I I'm showing up because I ha- I, I, don't, I don't have to be there. I want to be there. And there's, there are some people in, in every industry, I'll give it that, but there are some people in every industry who are showing up for a paycheck now. And here's the other thing too, is I'm, I'm, I'm transitioning from teaching, um, health and phys ed. I actually got a business uh, section or a course this upcoming semester. And how cool is that? I'm actually able to teach, um, you know, real estate. I'm able to teach Life insurance. I'm able to educate about the stock market. So here, here these students, these thirty students, are actually going to have a live teacher who is actually doing what I'm teaching. You know, and I think that's really important. Is like we need we need fitness teachers who are doing fitness. We need business teachers who know business. So we really need, um, you know, and some people will say, well, you know, you're taking away time. If you're doing real estate, you're taking away time from your, you know, your school or your, or your, your planning. And I'm saying, no, 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 I'm planning. Well, I'm actually doing this because it's authentic. It's real. I'm, I'm actually living it and then teaching my students.
1: Well, I think that would be definitely a breath of fresh air for those kids. They're going to get, they're going to get a great course because there's not a lot of that going on. You know, financial literacy is not something taught in school. You know what? There's so many kids who, when I start talking about real estate, how excited they
3: get, or, how, or we start talking about the stock market, like they're really, really, really into this sort of stuff. Hmm. And, you know, definitely one thing that I'm, I'm noticing, these students, they don't want to be employees uh, under a company for 30 years. They want to work. They want to work. um, You know, they want flexibility in their workspace. They want to work on things that excite them. Um, So we're really, I'm really, really seeing this. So I'm really uh, energized and excited to teach this course because they're so excited about it. Um, And I think, um, you know, I I definitely think that we need to reform the education system a little, definitely a lot um, in order to make it, more authentic and and
1: up to date with, uh, 2023. Dan, you're a danger to those warehouse owners out there. So it, uh, what, what can I say? I just want the best for people. Um, okay. One last thing. We've got a piece of, what's a, what's a piece of information or advice, uh, that's always stuck with you and helped you along the way. One of my favorite podcasts I listen
3: to besides yours, of course, guys, come on now is a uh, quote of the day by Sean Croxton. Um, he's amazing. He, he has these like 10 minute uh, clips every day. He gets off YouTube. Um, th- they're awesome. And his motto is little by little, a little becomes a lot. So little by little, a little becomes a lot every day. I try and do a little bit. So, you know, having, I'm on, I'm on this podcast with you guys. I have another, I had a call this morning at 10 o'clock with Peter. Uh, so, Every day, whether or I'm reading at night or I'm listening to a podcast on my run that Sandy and I were just talking about what we do when we run, we listen to podcasts little by little, if you do those little things every single day, the compounding effect will kick in and over time, over weeks, over months, over years, all that day by day compounding will add up. And you will be able to create the lifestyle that you really, really. Want. I
1: love that. It fits right in, with really. Every th- the the theme of the whole show, right? Giving like building little by little, so you have yep. those options. You no, know, over- and and, it, and I'm proof. Like, sorry, I was just going to say that the over the yeah, overarching I- theme of this whole show is options, right? That that's probably a good title mm-hmm. for it. Love it. But, you know, but uh, but yeah, so that fits right in yep. with it. I love it
2: love it too
3: yeah and and you know if you just keep uh keep grinding away, and you know 2019 rob may 2019 i i knew nothing about this like zero nothing like i i you know uh my friend scott gave me your your podcast uh you and sandy and and i started and day by day every day for the last four years and change um that's been the motto and and now i'm you know i have three investment properties. I have my own podcast. I'm a life insurance advisor. I'm a father. Like you do all these things. And then the next easily in the next um, two to three years, I'm going to have lots of options to choose from.
1: Very good, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, How can people reach out to you? What's the best way?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Two different facets. I'm on Instagram in two different forms. So, Dan McMullen at Lifestyle um, Lifestyles is one. Uh, Beyond the Bell, Beyond the Bell Teachers is another one. So, those are two uh, that we're very active on when it comes to Instagram. And then, two emails. So, Dan at ReturnOnLife.ca is the insurance side of things. If you want to uh, talk uh, about how to get into uh, IBC, the infinite banking concept, uh, reach out. Peter and I will take care of you. And then, if you're, uh, please, if you're looking to get it, in my mastermind group um would love to have you dan at uh, cashflowcrew.ca it'd be awesome to have uh, some new members and uh and to continue the journey with
1: everyone else a lot of info there and as usual if you missed that and didn't get a chance to write it down all that info is going to be in the show notes so just go over there and you can contact dan through any one of those uh, different ways that he mentioned there uh, again thanks man that was really fun
2: mm-hmm. love it it's time for the it's, it's time, it's almost time day, for time for the bell. Here, let's go.
1: <laughs> we need we need some sound effects. I've always said that. We don't have <laughs> yeah, any sound effects. I know so we'll
2: this would be perfect. We'd have like a bell crowd bell. cheering,
1: bell, bell. bell, you know, we need all kinds of that stuff. <laughs> um Sandy, how can people get in touch with you? Uh
2: the easiest way is just find me on uh, one of the social networks, usually at it's Sandy McKay uh, or email me, Sandy at mckayrealtynetwork.com.
1: And people can reach me at Rob at MrBreakthrough.ca. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show, and we hope you've been inspired to take control and live life on your terms. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time.